0: Welcome back to The Motivated Mind, a top 100 health podcast thanks to each of you. This is episode 381, and I'm your host, Scott Lynch. If I've brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review, hit that subscribe or follow button, and please be sure to share the podcast. Thanks for making The Motivated Mind part of your story. I have both good news and bad news. The good news is that our life differs from our perceptions. Unfortunately, that's also the bad news. Renowned psychologist Daniel Kamen said, The confidence people have in their beliefs is not a measure of the quality of evidence, but of the coherence of the story that the mind has managed to construct. The tool shaping our reality, encompassing experiences, hopes, desires, and fears, simultaneously hinder us from perceiving an objective reality. It might be challenging to accept that our reality is entirely subjective. But if we can become aware of the tools that shape our reality, such as certain biases, we can free ourselves from the mercy of the world. So, what are these cognitive biases and how do we avoid them? Number one, confirmation bias. This is the tendency to search for and interpret information in a way that confirms our existing beliefs. This bias can lead us to make decisions that are not well-informed or based on a full understanding of the situation. For example, let's say we have a belief that a certain political candidate is the best choice. Yeah talking about all you die-hard Republicans and Democrats. We may only seek out information that supports that belief and ignore information that contradicts it. This can lead us to make decisions based on incomplete or biased information, and it can prevent us from considering other perspectives or alternative viewpoints. So how can we overcome confirmation bias? Well, it can be helpful to actively seek out information that challenges our existing beliefs. This can help us to have a more balanced and nuanced view of the situation and can make it easier for us to make well-informed decisions. Additionally, try to be open to new information and to consider it carefully rather than automatically dismissing it if it contradicts your existing beliefs beliefs. Another strategy is to seek out multiple perspectives and opinions and to consider the potential biases and limitations of the information that we have. This can help us to have a more well-rounded view of the situation and can make it easier for us to make decisions that are based on a full understanding of the facts. Lastly, we should try to be Objective and to evaluate the evidence and the arguments on both sides rather than just focusing on information that confirms our existing beliefs. We tend to listen to people who agree with our point of view. But if we always take this approach, how do we ever expand our perspective and grow if we only get our information? From one source, we have an incomplete picture of the world. Number two, anchoring bias. This is the tendency to rely heavily on the initial information presented to us, a.k.a. the anchor when making decisions or judgments, even if the anchor is arbitrary or irrelevant. Once an initial piece of information is established as the anchor, we unconsciously use it as a reference point. And that influences our assessments and evaluations even when presented with new information. For example, let's say we first see a t-shirt that costs $500. Yeah, apparently it's a Prada t-shirt or something. Then we see one that costs $100. We see that second shirt as cheap. Now, this bias doesn't only affect perception of our purchasing. More importantly, it affects how we perceive ourselves and how we view others. And this leads to a wealth of challenges, from fixed perceptions of people or making it difficult to accept that others can change or evolve over time, to harnessing diverse perspectives. So, what's the solution? We need to develop awareness by reflecting on our initial judgments. We should engage with a range of viewpoints. There's nothing worse than surrounding ourselves with people who don't challenge us. We need to drop this game of mingling with only those who agree with us. We will never grow as individuals or as a species if we keep dividing ourselves and closing ourselves off from those who disagree with us or see the world differently. Number three, hindsight bias, also known as the I knew it all along effect. This refers to the tendency to perceive events that have already occurred as having been more predictable or foreseeable than they actually were at the time. People experiencing hindsight bias often believe that they knew or could have predicted the outcome of an event, even when they had limited or no prior knowledge or information. This bias can distort our memory of past events and lead us to overestimate our ability to predict future events accurately. For example, let's say we're evaluating a certain stock and we think to ourselves, I think this stock will increase in value, but I'm not sure. And then in the future, The stock rises by 50% and we think, I knew it would rise. I was certain. Yeah, don't be that person. So how do we ensure we don't become Chad that I knew it all along, bro? Sorry for any Chad's listening. By considering multiple possible outcomes before an event unfolds. Most of our world is not black and white. It'd be very boring if it was. Additionally, if we keep saying bad things will happen, eventually we'll be right. Guess what though? The same thing can be said for good things. Try throwing around some positivity and watch how powerful that change up can be. Number four, the misinformation effect. This is a cognitive phenomenon where our memories are influenced or distorted by information encountered after an event has occurred. See, our memories are not fixed. They can be shaped or altered by information encountered after an initial experience. You hear and see this with eyewitnesses who are influenced by media coverage where they unintentionally incorporate elements from the coverage into their memories affecting the accuracy of their testimony. Now, we can mitigate this by engaging in critical media consumption. This is when we deploy skepticism right out of the gate. My dad always said something that stuck with me over the years. Believe half of what you see and none of which you hear. A warning that originated from the 19th century cautioning skepticism and critical thinking. In other words, visual observations may only present a partial truth, and verbal information, especially when spoken or heard, can be unreliable or distorted. So, question and verify information rather than blindly accepting everything at face value. number five, the false consensus effect. This is where we overestimate how much someone else agrees with our beliefs and perspectives. This leads us to believe that our own views are more widely held than they actually are, creating a skewed perception. In other words, we're cooking a dish and we believe all the other cooks have the same taste proof of this can be found on social media. We encounter content that aligns with our existing beliefs, which creates an echo chamber where we perceive a consensus that may not reflect broader societal views. And this is further compounded when we engage with content That aligns with our perspectives because it reinforces the illusion of consensus within our online social circles and then the algorithm feeds us more. Just being aware. And understanding how algorithms shape content consumption on social media platforms empowers us to be more discerning in our online interactions and avoid the pitfalls of echo chambers. Not only that, we should take the time to understand and appreciate the diversity of opinions because this is what will allow us to challenge our assumptions and develop a more nuanced understanding of societal viewpoints. Number six, self-serving bias. This bias is a tendency for people to give themselves credit for success, but blame failures on outside causes. Everything is someone else's fault. The irony is that this isn't self-serving at all. While it may seem self-serving to protect our self-esteem and preserve a positive self-image, this bias ultimately hinders personal growth and self-awareness by deflecting accountability. So by accepting accountability for both success and failures, we rebuild the door to personal development. And this carpentry involves recognizing the role of internal factors in success and being willing to learn from mistakes rather than attributing them solely to external causes. It also means we start seeking feedback from others and engaging in perspective taking because this is where valuable insights settle and nest. And it's these external perspectives that offer a more well-balanced view of our contributions and help counter the inclination to excessively credit or blame ourselves. Number seven, loss aversion bias. This is the tendency to prefer avoiding losses to acquiring gains. In other words, our fear of failure, aka loss, is greater than our desire to win. For many, the pain of losing is psychologically about twice as powerful as the pleasure of gaining. And this bias tends to lead us to make decisions that are not in our best interests because we are more focused on avoiding potential losses than maximizing potential gains. For example, Let's say you are considering investing in a new business. You may be more hesitant to take the risk if there is a potential for loss, even if the potential for gain is high. This can lead us to make decisions that are overly cautious and can prevent us from taking advantage of opportunities. So how can we overcome loss aversion? By carefully considering the potential costs and benefits of each decision. This can help us to weigh the potential losses against the potential gains and to make more balanced and informed decisions. Additionally, we can try to be objective and consider the long-term consequences of each decision rather than just focusing on the short-term potential losses. Another strategy is to reframe the decision in terms of potential gains rather than potential losses. For example, instead of thinking about the potential loss of investing in a new business, we should shift our focus to the potential gain of the investment. This can help to shift our focus from the potential risk to the potential rewards, and can make it easier to make decisions that are in our best interests. Life is filled with more gains than losses. But first, we need to see it as such. This week's shout-out is by P.O., who sent me a DM on Instagram. Stumbled upon your podcast on Spotify while searching for Atomic Habits-related content. I just want to say I appreciate what you do and keep it up. Thank you. For an opportunity to be next week's shout-out, please leave an honest review on the podcast. Send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram. Who knows? You just might be the next shout-out. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into seven cognitive biases you were never taught. If you did, share it, shout it out on social media, or drop a rating and review. Stay connected with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at MotivatedScott. Don't forget to join me every Monday and Thursday for new episodes. I love you all, and thanks so much for listening. motivated mind is a legacy division.